We're chatting um, with Benjamin's family now. Benjamin is 12 years old. He spent a few months at the Stollery. He was diagnosed with pontocerebellar hypoplasia type 3, which is a congenital disorder affecting the brain. Probably not a lot of us know exactly what that means, so we're going to get some clarity on that with Benjamin's mom, Christy, who joins us now. Christy, good morning. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us this morning. So yeah, a lot of big words there. Uh, Dumb it way down for us. What was the situation that Benjamin was facing when he was born? Well, it's so funny because we don't even say it anymore because like we're so far past it. So even for you to say it, I'm like, oh yeah, right, okay. That's what it's um, Benjamin was born in 2008, diagnosed in 2009 uh, through an MRI with a really, really rare condition. He's one of five in the whole world with his type of pontocerebellar. So there's lots of different types and lots of families and children out there with it. Um, But Ben's one of five with type three. Um, So he's like a walking anomaly. (laughs) Um, And so that has meant a lot of support for us. So to dumb it down, Ben has, it's kind of like cerebral palsy, but not like cerebral palsy. Um, And it's not like anything we read. So we can look it up and maybe 3% of what you read in the documentation applies to us and Ben's life. Um, So he's just like a little unknown, but super great quality of life, really happy guy, but he's completely dependent in every area of life. Um, So cognitively like a nine month old on a good day, like a, you know, 18-month-old um, relies on us. He, he doesn't walk. He walks well. I shouldn't say that. That's not fair. He is a walker, so he can walk. Okay. But he's completely dependent in every other way. Um, we have night nurses at night because he doesn't sleep because he's crazy, and I don't know how he does that. But, um, yeah, it, it's just like a super rare condition, similar to cerebral palsy, and he's completely dependent in every area. Um, so seizures, needs, uh, G2 for feeding, um, all, all, so many things. <laughs> So we're talking, and Christy, I mean, you sound so sweet. It's so fr- so frustrating because normally we're on location and we're able to actually yeah. see the families face to face. And so, you know, we're only kind of getting a sense of you through the phone. And I think all of our listeners are getting the same sense. You just sound so lovely. But you're talking about a child that needs round the clock care. I mean, this is not a low maintenance situation, what it sounds like you're dealing with. And you're saying that cognitively, Ben is sort of around the age of a nine-month-old. He's 12 years old. So this has been several years of this that you've kind of gotten used to his care and his treatment. But I would imagine that over the years, this needed some serious finessing and a lot of hand-holding from the people at the Stollery to try to navigate and figure out how to manage this condition. Absolutely. I wrote down all the clinics just so I didn't forget. Because you're right, it it rolls off my tongue like nothing because we're 12 years in and this is our norm and everything is great and we've got two other daughters and we're, everything's lovely here but it takes a lot of work and you forget how much work until you put it on paper and so for Ben in terms of the salary um, we're so fortunate we are actually there for his G2 placement and a resident doctor who was on the gastrointestinal unit that like that week that month I'm not sure how long had been at our neurology intake appointment like three months earlier and happened to remember us just by fluke and was able to go get our neurologist because we'd had our MRI and brought her in. So we got a G-tube on the same day that we got Ben's diagnosis. So he is part of the neurology department, ophthalmology, gastrointestinal and home nutrition. Um, After surgery, he had a cardiac 
episode. And so we were part of the cardiac unit for about six months to a year for follow-up. Um, podiatry, um, and then phys med's a part of that, more through the Glenrose, but his doctors go back and forth between both hospitals. So, like, he, he we hang out there oh, not as much as he gets older, but man, those first few years, it was something. <laughs> but when you talk about something that only five kids have this specific condition in the entire world, I mean, yeah. that's terrifying in its own right, I would think. Just, uh, you know, just to know that there's doctors right here in our own backyard that can handle something that rare and that, you mm-hmm. know, un- uncommon must be just a huge reassurance, right? Yeah, and like 12 years ago, even Google and stuff you could find online wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So I'm actually sure it's scarier for parents now who are getting diagnosed because there's so much more accessible information. And really, a lot of it doesn't necessarily apply to your child because each case is so unique. So having doctors, and I really, you just have to kind of like jump and go and put your faith in the people that are supporting you and supporting your family and caring for your child. And we've been so fortunate. Like, I I really believe that a G-tube surgery, which is such a simple surgery, really has saved men's life because he was malnutritioned. He doesn't feed himself. And like, it's such a simple thing. And his quality of life increased so much by that one simple surgery. But we had access to that 10 minutes away from our home. Right, yeah. And Christy, what would that have looked like if you were further away? I mean, would this have been a situation where it it could have been fatal had you not been that close? Ben's diagnosis came with, I think it was like a six months to 18 months, maybe three years tops for life expectancy. So, like, he is kicking butt, he's thriving, he's doing his own little thing. He's got, like, he's at my mom's during the day, she runs a daycare, so she's lucky she's got grandma during the day. We have him all evening and weekends, and then he's got a lovely nurse every night because something about his condition, he doesn't need as much sleep as the rest. I don't even know how he does it, but he's happy and healthy. But if we had lived further away or if we hadn't had access to the resources and the doctors and the support that we've had, I think it would have been a different story. And I think it would have been a story for grief. Yeah, I think we'd be having we'd be having a different conversation yeah. and thank God that we're not and you're talking yeah. about Ben you're describing him at, at 12 years old because of all of the help that you've had over the years and and this is just one story of where your dollars are going when you donate stollaryradiothon.com 780-407-KIDS is the number to call of course you can text the word stollary to 45678 so there's lots of ways to donate christy i'm just in awe of you listening to you you just sound so cheerful and upbeat but i mean this situation must be so hard how do you where do you get your strength from? Is it is it the support that you're getting? Is it is it kind of a community effort? Why like how are you I doing think, this? I think I mean it's not the same for everyone. Obviously, there's a lot of different experiences that we have as families. Um, for us, for my husband and I, a lot of it was like kind of grieving the life we were going to have with this. Our, like Ben's our first bio child together, and you kind of grieve what you'd planned and what you'd envision. And once we did that, we kind of let go of what we thought Ben's life was going to be and what our life was going to be with him. We just like really picked it up and decided to roll with it. And a lot of that is like, we've got a great pediatric team. We have so much support at the salary. We have our families. We're so lucky to have both of the grandparents here. Like, and like my husband and I, we just, when something's important to one of us, we just trust in that and let the other person go with it. So we've just decided that 
you know, if Francois is stressed about something, then we go. We take Ben in or we address whatever needs to be addressed. If I'm feeling something like bothering me or I have a feeling, we roll with it. And I think that takes a lot because it's not easy and it's not easy on relationships and marriages and partnerships. And like, it's a lot of work and a lot of communication. And sometimes you just don't even want to talk about it because all you do is talk about it. Um, so really, yeah, it's just become a life of acceptance and ensuring that Ben and the girls, um, who are the best sisters, we just have a life that means something. Yeah, you, know, well, you are incredibly strong. It is it's just so inspiring to hear your story. And yeah, I mean, thank you for talking. Something that you've lived for quite some time, but yeah. I can feel the emotion in your voice. And I, I can only imagine what the last 12 years have been like for you. So... Thank you for making the time for us, Christy. Always. The salary, always. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Thanks so much, Christy. Really appreciate it. And uh, Ben's lucky to have the salary, but it sounds like Ben's really lucky to have the parents that he has, too. You guys are remarkable. We're lucky to have him. He he makes everything better. What Christy, a story. Thank you so much. You're an angel. Thanks so much for making the time. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Good luck today. Donate, you guys. Donate to the salary. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Amen to that. Thanks, Christy. Yeah. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> Bye. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.